A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We regret to inform you at Dirty Air there will be no podcast this week out of respect for the death of Formula One. Formula One left us this afternoon peacefully behind a safety car. It isn't thought to have suffered. Uh, It is only for those of us uh, who are engaged in the viewing of Formula One uh, that feel any pain. That statement again, Formula One has been cancelled and so has this podcast. And um, you will not get a day off Um, For the death of Formula One, you're required to give up your day off to watch a race that just didn't really make much sense for the whole weekend. Rest in peace, Formula One. Hashtag bring back Michael Massey. We owe Michael Massey a big apology on this podcast, I think. I Listen, Mikey, if you're listening from your underground, hollowed out Red Bull volcano layer that you've retired to... Mikey... Um, I think we'd just like to say we're sorry. We made a mistake. You made Formula One interesting last year. Do you know what the end of today's race wasn't called? A motor race. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, do you know what they weren't going? They weren't going car racing. No, they? They, they did. You know what? It's very interesting that we don't need to go car racing. They didn't go car we racing. We don't need to go car racing when, when Max is at the front. Isn't that strange? There was no uh, Horner. Horner certainly wasn't chiming in. Um, cu- cu- um, come on, come on! Uh, we need to, we need to get this thing going. Come yeah. on, please, can we get this thing Quite going? Quite the opposite of uh, of last year. Horner probably on the radio going, "Hey, you know what? I just think we should keep the car out. Just keep it out. Just keep the car out. We don't need to, we don't need to go racing today. Let's just keep it out." It, to be fair, it was difficult. Those were the rules and everything. They're just shit rules. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what's not a good livery uh, this week is the Ferrari. Yet not a good week to be in bright yellow. No, not least because it attracts uh, insects. I know it must have been annoying for them having to. I wonder if they. I wonder if um, Leclerc and Carlos had more bugs on their visor at the end of the race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a real like uh, me, myself, and Irene. Oh no, no, it's dumb and dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, moment where it's actually uh, both. Yeah, is it yeah, both? Yeah. In, in me, myself, and Irene, he keeps swallowing the bugs while he's driving his state trooper bike. Yay. They look like sort of. They look like they were here to deliver my DHL packages. What didn't they? Or like sort of grew minions, like celebrating that you've been around for so long. It's like it's not celebrating you've been around for so long. It's saying, can you believe that we've been around <laughs> for that long? 
and we just keep <laughs> fucking it up over and over and over. 75 years we've been fucking this. We're the most famous team in the world. And you know what? If you look at the championships, we rarely win. There was that little blip where Schumacher won a bunch of races for us. Since then, what? We got the best driver in the world from over from Red Bull, sat him in the car and said, there you go, drive that around. And he went, this is shit for five years and now he's fucked off. He's no longer in the sport. Can you believe it's been 75 years? They're being beaten by a fucking can of drinks. (laughs) They're being beaten by what truck drivers drink so they don't fall asleep. It's absolutely insane that they are losing to a to a company that 12 years ago didn't even exist in Formula One. It's embarrassing. They sh- you know what they should really be wearing this week? They should be wearing Red Bull colours. <laughs> I'm Josh Weller. I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. Before we get into this week's um, quite middling race review, um, I you know a bunch of people messaged us. You know we were talking last week about why Nico Rosberg is always in his sort of underground Bond villain layer. Um, when he's doing the commentary. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know why that is? Because I found out. It's because he's mm-hmm. an anti-vaxxer. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's banned from the paddock. Oh, wow. Banned from the paddock. Yes, a little fucking <laughs> weasel. Doesn't want to get con- or can't be contaminating everybody with his silly anti-vax behavior. That's great. Isn't that That's amazing? That so befits the man, doesn't it? Yeah. That's, it's so- do you know what? Like, there is no jacket that I possess that suits me as well as being an anti-vaxxer suits him. <laughs> also, considering how much sort of collagen he's had put in his face, it's a bit of a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. I'll bleach my hair and kind of peroxide my teeth and fill my face with, like, chemicals. Chemicals. Have a chemical peel. He's obviously having chemical peels the whole time. I wonder if he ever leaves that room. I just I think it would be really great if he just lives in that room now. Like, um, what's the name of the guy, the aviator guy? Howard Hughes. Mm. Nico's just pissing into his old trophies. <laughs> show me show me the show me the blueprints. Also, I think if Max hadn't raced today and didn't race for the rest of the season, he'd still win. Yeah. There's no way that people there's no way that anybody on the grid gets as many points as he already had before the beginning of today's race. <laughs> he should just go on holiday. He should just go to an island somewhere for a week, detox, get a massage, and then come back in like maybe two weeks. And he could look around and just go, oh, you're still here. All right, then. <laughs> I do feel like Jos Verstappen was driving that safety car. <laughs> Who is your song of the race? My song of the race is um, an All Saints song that goes, Never, ever have I ever felt so low. You know that one? Yeah. That's what I was singing. Well, you're going to take me out of this black hole. A few questions that I need to know. How you could ever hurt me so, Formula One. I need to know what I've done wrong as a Formula One fan and how long it's been going on. About seven years. Was it that I never paid enough attention? No, I watched every race. Or did I not (laughs) give enough affection? I tapped out affectionately after the end of last season. My head's spinning. spinning. It's actually very Formula One appropriate. Yeah, it is. I feel isolated. Want to communicate. I take a shower. This bit I never understood. I will scour. Does that mean she's going to use a scouring pad in the shower? Um, I hope, What's the next lyric? It'll probably add some context. Stretching vocabulary runs right through me. The Ferrari's plan strategy runs right from A to D. Very, very, very <laughs> rich, actually. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. 
I I was stuck between two songs of the week for this week. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the 2009 Pet Shop Boys hit, Being Boring. Um, (laughs) With the the hook line of the chorus is, We're not being boring. But the thing about that is that they are. And that reminds me of the presentation of Formula One as an event on TV. It reminds me very much of the Pet Shop Boys the refrain that goes through that sort of noughties dance number, we're not being boring, whilst at the same time making the claim not being boring, being boring. Um, and the other one I thought could be... Um, <laughs> and it also, it wasn't boring until it it was, until it became inevitable. Yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah. Like, it's it's that thing with Formula One. You invest so much of your time watching a race to go, no, 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 wait for the last 10 laps. Wait for the last 10 laps. And then you get the last 10 laps, and it was just, we didn't even get the last 10 laps. It was listening to a song that you really like that has a fade out. There was no end. (laughs) It it was just a fade out. You go, oh, no, 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 don't fade out. I like the song. There's no, don't be lazy. Stop the song. (laughs) Finish the song. Um, My other song choice was... um, uh, you know the red flag song that Labour sing? Like Billy Bragg does a version. Just as a little reminder that maybe a rule change wouldn't go amiss. Just unlap or red flag. Or just have those laps that they're going around doing not count. Those don't count toward the race. It's like stop the clock. Stop the clock. Stop counting laps up when there's a safety car there. The, la- the laps up only count as laps up when there's a race going on, uh, which is a problem for fuel. But, you know, work around it. My sp- inappropriate sponsor of the week. Uh, are we ready for this? Inappropriate sponsor of the week. Um, my inappropriate sponsor of the week is uh, Cricket. I think Cricket should start sponsoring Formula One <laughs> because Cricket is making such an effort to go, oh, is Cricket too long? We'll shorten it for you. Oh, do you not like six balls in an over? Here's just 100 balls per innings. Oh, do you not like it being that long? Do you not like us wearing whites? We'll wear pyjamas then. We can wear pyjamas for you. Do you want us to wear pyjamas? Shorter? Shorter time period? Do you, you like boozing in the ground? You bring all your booze in the ground. That's great fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do whatever you want. Do you want us to change it? We'll play football if you like. We really don't mind. We just want you to watch the cricket. Formula One could do with a lot of like a, a less of a fuck you attitude to war with regards to how they deal with like people who watch it. Cricket is bending over fucking backwards to try and get you to turn on the TV. So just fuck it. Sponsor Formula One and go, this is shit, isn't it? The cricket's on the other channel. The one admission that Formula One made this week to, because it felt a lot like they went, two years ago, they went, how do you guys feel about reverse grids? And everyone went, absolutely fucking not. No, thank you. So they went, okay, see how you like this shit. And then they just grid penaltied everyone. (laughs) They did like a sneaky reverse grid without reverse gridding. They should do that more because obviously it doesn't, it doesn't make that much difference. It should you, each race should start in the reverse order to how the last one ended. Let's get into our race review for the Formula One Pirelli Gran Premio d'Italia 2022. Premio. Oh, that sounds nice. It sounds like a nice grateable cheese. Um, I'm actually in Italy. You are in Italy. Yeah, I'm in Florence. I came all the way here because I I wanted to. I've always wanted to watch a Formula One Grand Prix on the home turf of the Italians to experience the passion and the fervor of the Tifosi, of the fans, mm. on their race, on their home soil, on their home turf. And um, I had to watch the qualifying in an Irish pub yesterday because they just weren't sh- nowhere 
in Florence is showing the Grand Prix. And then I found um, the only place showing it today was another Irish pub. Really? I watched the race in an Irish pub today. Yeah, it was the only place showing the race. In two different Irish pubs or a, a, another Irish pub? Two different Irish pubs. And I have the only people I've seen wearing Ferrari shirts are American. I think the Tafosi are lying to us. I don't think it's real. You know how everyone says that... Um, that BTS are the biggest boy band in the world, but you never really see a BTS fan. I've never seen anyone in a BTS t-shirt. I think it's like a thing. I think Korea have just planted this boy band to spy on America and the UK. I think it's this weird covert operation disguised as a boy band. And I think the Tafosi, frankly, is a little bit similar. I haven't seen anyone in Italy this weekend <laughs> supporting Ferrari. Don't you think if the Tafosi really truly were uh, Tifosi, uh, then they would go and support uh, the actual race. Yeah, that's understandable that they're probably there. There's a lot of them at the race. But you'd think like the way they say it on Sky is like every single Italian has a Ferrari tattoo across their chest. Every single Italian can't go to sleep unless they sing the Italian national anthem before bed. <laughs> every single Italian shapes all their pasta in the shape of a prancing horse. You'd, it, we're led to believe that it's like a huge part of their culture. I haven't seen anything. Do you not think that the problem might be, rather than it being with the Tifosi themselves, but actually being to do with Martin Brundle and Ted Kravitz talking complete bollocks constantly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're just lying. It's fake news. Anyway, <laughs> in 10th place... Okay, oh my God. Okay, so 10th place, um, <laughs> Latifi, oh. finishing, Latifi finishing 15th and <laughs> Nick DeVries finishing 9th. <laughs> It's so, I mean... <laughs> His accidental race. Can we talk about Latifi? Like, what a bad day. And there wasn't even anything for him to blame it on. It wasn't like there was a big, sad, silly moment where he decided to drive into the wall or he got distracted or his fucking bollocks dropped off. Like, he was just driving <laughs> for the whole race and it was still crap. He's so slow. And in a sport that demands that you really you should trying to be like the opposite of slow, he's just un. It's like he's trying to subvert the genre. It's amazing. <laughs> what is he's he? An how could he still be there? He's like an anti-driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the anti Andy Kaufman of Formula One racing. <laughs> Um, I was I was half expecting it to cut to him driving during the race, and he was he'd be rolling a roll up cigarette in the cockpit of his car. That's how slowly mm, with he his, was going, with his, with it, steering with his knees, <laughs> with his knees. <laughs> it was, and oh my god, Albon! How do you get appendicitis? Did he have too many Haribos and flying saucers? Uh, yeah, you have to be fourteen years old first <laughs> yeah. of all, and it's like it's so funny that he of all drivers got. Alonso's not getting appendicitis because if he started to get appendicitis, he'd just tell appendicitis to fuck off. <laughs> like he just wouldn't have it. Or he'd say it was something else. He'd say it was like, I think Alonso would sooner say, oh yeah, I've got syphilis uh, than appendicitis. Whereas <laughs> Albon, it's like, it's like uh, it, it, the other things that he could have had that would have been emblematic of the age that he truly is would have been a dicky tummy, a sore throat, a silly chest cold, and, and chlamydia. Yeah, you think? He's very age appropriate for chlamydia. I feel like if Alonso got appendicitis, um, he could, 15 minutes after the operation, still shag the nurse. Or the, or the, or the surgeon, if he fancied the surgeon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could, 
Alonso could be having his appendix taken out and still successfully please a woman in bed. I'm convinced. <laughs> De Vries, absolutely. I mean, how bad? I mean, that is, that's an awkward moment to get out the car as Latifi and, and, and a horrible moment to be watching the race as Alex Albon. Like Alex Albon's thumbs have been writing a congratulatory tweet while he's crying since the race finished. Because he's out, one of them's out. You know what it's like? You know when, um, if you play guitar and you let someone play your guitar and they make it sound like you've never heard your guitar sound. They just make, they just make your guitar sing. They're so much better at guitar than you. And you just feel mm. completely like, oh, no, I just want to go sit in a corner and be alone now. If, that's, that's, if I pass my guitar to anyone, then that's what happens. But yeah. yeah. But DeVries has done that to two people in one race. I think that there was a lot of talk before the race that the Williams had a lot of speed. And you could even see that with Latifi before he, you know, decided to start, uh, you know, reading the entirety of treasure island uh without finishing or whatever it was he was doing um <laughs> uh, and so so there was always going to be speed for the williams and it's nothing that albon hasn't done these are things that george russell didn't do by the way like uh, albon and so the williams has got better things have gotten closer uh you know the Williams is now more capable of picking up points than ever. And Latifi is still floundering in wet <laughs> shit. Like nothing's changed. How? How is that happening? But Javries, to be fair, he's like, you know, Javries is, uh, he's three years older than Verstappen. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So he's been plugging away this whole time. Formula 2, Formula 2, finally wins Formula 2 when he's like, you know, 24, the age max is now. Then goes into Formula E for a while. Now he's a reserve driver at like a shit team. Mm-hmm. He comes in and does this. And it's just, it's like a real good uh, story about uh, perseverance and uh, willingness to to come through things. De Vries has actually got to spend his summer after this race. He's pulling the lever for a roller coaster at Alton Towers. He's the staff guy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's the guy letting people on because it's, it's the only thing he could find for the summer. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Is he from like... Does he live in a ditch? Is that why he's not racing? Is that is he from like a majorly poor family or something? I've not. I just basically, I think the whole of Formula One goes right. Well, we're not going to make any money out of any Dutch fans, are we? Because they've sort of they've they've quite literally nailed their colours to the mast. Uh, and if they haven't nailed them, then they've they're coming out in the form of smoke and filling up everybody's lungs with their colours. They're 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 done. They're like there's no. There's nothing left to monetize. Max has left no, no fan left unengaged. What, so you think if the Dutch have one more Formula One driver, they'll like, you know, like the Fembots and Austin Powers, their heads will just explode. They won't know how to handle it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the speed at which you can access that sort of thing is absolutely <laughs> mind boggling. And um, yes, like the fembots in Austin Powers, their brains wouldn't be able to handle anything. And the, uh, what are they called? The Orange Army would explode if they saw more than one driver on there. They can't compute anything else except for uh, violent and antagonistic, uh, vitriolic desire for somebody who they've outsourced their internal sense of triumph to. What a sentence. Ninth place, Aston Martin. I mean, what an absolute Wellington boot full of shit weekend for Aston Martin. Two DNFs. Uh, I I have nothing. I've got nothing to 
to say. I got nothing on. I don't know what Stroll's uh, playing at. I, Lawrence very much taking a back seat this season. No one's seen Lawrence Stroll. It's it's like it's like his whole family made him watch Drive to Survive and went, listen, um, you should probably consider how you're coming across to the world and maybe not come to all the races. Oh, I just think he can't be fucked. Have you, are you winning yet, Lance? No? Okay. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your team then until I get bored and pull the plug. Fucking <laughs> asshole. Every time that there's something good that can happen for Seb Vettel, like something romantic, something to emblemize a career well spent in Formula One, some opportunity for him to have some sort of high as he leaves the sport that he's dedicated his life to, it seems to end up sort of spitting nicotine swill into his open mouth. Yeah, he is. It's it's just so bad and unlucky every single time. You can completely tell why he's just gone. No, 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 no. I don't need any more of this. Oh, 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 no, thanks. I feel bad for him. But all, all I had uh, written down for him, you know, because nothing happened. It's just the race ended for him as everything seems to. Yeah, the the end of his career is a lot like um, the end of Forrest Gump where you think something nice is going to happen and it's like, oh, no, your best friend's lost his legs. He's like, oh, well, maybe something. No, your girlfriend's got AIDS. And then it's just like, <laughs> like there's nothing there's nothing going on for Seb at the end of his career. It's so sad. Um, eighth place, Alpha Tauri. Uh, Tsunoda, 14th. Um, fairly unremarkable race for him, short of a few lockups. Gasly. Eighth place. Not bad. Yes. Somebody's excited about driving in an Alpine. Gasly's going to Alpine, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, and, it, and he's driving like somebody who goes, I know what's going on. I like this era, this, this time of the year in Formula One when it's like, you know, when someone's pregnant, but you have to wait till it's 12 weeks before you can announce it. Oh, God. She's, she's glowing. She's glowing, but we mustn't say anything yet. Still before three months. In seventh place. What you gonna do with all that? Pass. All that. Pass. Inside them. Paddocks. <laughs> Magnuson 16th. Okay, so Mick Schumacher 12th. There was a bit where um, Latifi and Mick were fighting. And I, if if I could have put 100 quid down in that moment on them crashing. This is like Mick Schumacher's special move. And Mick Schumacher's special move is the unbelievably cool looking overtake. Where he overtakes you know, a part of a co- around the outside of a mad corner that nobody's ever overtaken before. He slaloms and slithers his way through grit and determination past the car that's been holding him up for so long. And then suddenly he gets past him and you realize, yes, yes. In lap 47 of 53, Mick Schumacher is finally in 16th place. <laughs> like, it's the... The most inconsequential overtakes. Like, who cares? And they even show them to us. They go, hey, look at this overtake. And you go, that's cool. What's the difference? Nothing. It's just he's gone from having zero points to zero points. And he's still five cars away from getting, well, fuck off. What's the point? But he doesn't. He's like a very aesthetic uh, Formula One driver, isn't he? Like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Why? Why? Oh, my God. Uh, that's the only thing I noticed about him, which I think is the same thing that you noticed. You were thinking we were describing the same event there, him on the Latifi. Oh. And Magnussen, fucking, like, I'm over it. Who cares? I don't want to ever, I don't, for the, for, the, for the remainder of this podcast, I don't ever want to speak about him ever again. I feel like he's lived longer than the Queen has. Like, 
I'm done with Kevin Magnuson. <laughs> it's time for somebody new to talk about. I can't be doing it. It's, I cannot yeah, be doing he's, it. He's got to go. I hate to say it, but I, I feel this. I just feel very angry at Formula One this week. Yeah. All of these variables have fallen away. All of these chances have not happened. All of these returns to glory have not happened. And now it's just an inevitable fucking bunch of races where we know what's going to happen till the end of the season. Yeah, it's like watching a football match and one team is 4 nil up but the match is going to carry on for another three or four months. <laughs> um, Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo in sixth place. Um, Joe Grand, you finishing in the points in 10, the, the greatest Joeman. This week it is not time for Smacky Bot Bot. I feel like a lot of the drivers have had um, sort of talkings too as the season's gone on. Whereas Bottas hasn't shown us his bum for, for quite a while now. I haven't seen any bot bot. The pageantry of Formula One sort of lost its way slightly. And we now seem to be stuck with all this racing malarkey. <laughs> and even that we don't have that much of. We were promised 53 laps today and we only got 47. <laughs> Fifth place, McLaren. Danny uh, just chunked it into the wall and ended ended the Monza Grand Prix. That's a bad way to crash is to not only crash but mm. to also end everyone's enjoyment as well yeah he did stop the fun i think that the mclaren speed looked good though the mclaren's pace looked really oh really mate neat. they looked you know they looked very racy they looked so racy well actually the drs train that danny was at the head of didn't look that racy yeah. it sort of looked a little bit sort of processiony mm -hmm. it looked a little bit like a kind of a, a carnival uh succession of floats <laughs> that were kind of waving at um happy thanksgiving onlookers uh and what the funniest thing was that it was it was like this kind of dead area like he was going the perfect amount of not too fast not fast enough to get away from any of the cars but not slow enough to be overtaken by any of the cars so it was just this weird huge like trail of stalemate situations mm -hmm. where nobody could fucking do anything it kept the middle of the pack interesting for quite some time and it meant that things were able to kind of mix up quite well, and also probably means a second mention for De Vries for maintaining himself in the midst of all of that with all of those drivers coming from behind him and still, yeah, he was still great. Uh, Piastri must be looking at the McLaren today, though, and licking his lips and thinking, mmm, that's a nice car. Yum. Fourth place, Alpine. Alpine, ma copine, prend mon pine sous Ocon in 11th. Alonso's DNF really killed the race for me because I was, as much as I know that he's going to get out of that car and someone's going to hand him a Reposado tequila with a large round ice cube in it and he's going to immediately take the helmet off, take a sip of a nice cool vanillary tequila and then go and make love in his ice bath. It was that there was a moment where De Vries and Alonso were about to fight, and I was so excited that someone who doesn't even race mm. in Formula One was about to maybe overtake the sexual magnetism of Fernando Alonso. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> no, I was excited uh, by that as well. It was, um, uh, 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 yeah, and I don't know what's wrong with um, uh, Alpine, but I trust them to get it sorted for next week mercedes oh my god hamilton and on an absolute stonker today to go from the back to nearly the front and really i didn't really see much mention of it russell did here's the thing i find really funny about george russell or at least about the nicknames that we give people in formula one max is um mad max or super max we give these people these very kind of mm -hmm. hubristic nicknames 
and they've called yeah. George Russell Mr. Consistency. It's such a sort of boring English middling nickname to give someone. Yeah, it's not the nickname that I'd want were I a Formula One driver, but I do feel like it is appropriate for George Russell and the way that he goes about his business. Having never won a race, but having consistently finished in the top five almost every single race since he's been at Mercedes, uh, I think it, he's, he's, he, is, he is also exceptionally consistent also he's never one of these people that kind of go makes you go oh my oh my god can you believe what george russell just did <laughs> it's like you're never you're never like on the edge of your seat he is just really really good at consistently driving a car around a track not making any dumb choices keeping his mind on the job and being as fast as he possibly yeah, can yeah but but kimmy raikkonen was also very consistent and he was got called the fucking ice man he got like a really cool they, they should at least call George like I don't know what's consider like he should that's, they should call him the Scorpion or the Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder's all right, but I think that the, the, fin, Kimi Räikkönen got called the Iceman because they no people can't really tell the difference between Iceland and Finland, <laughs> and that genuinely is true. They would have just got confused and gone like yeah Iceland no it's Finland yeah but Finland's like Iceland yeah the Iceman Ferrari second Leclerc uh, finishing second Sainz third I mean. The Ferrari strategy today, they went from plan A, plan B to A to C, then they kept it on C. And when Charles overtook Max, Ferrari immediately boxed him. Every Ferrari fan in the Italian Irish pub that I was in booed their own team. When you're trying to get your strategy right, if your strategy isn't be as fast as the much faster team, then you are going to come a cropper. And it's like, you ever watch World's Strongest Man? Uh, every, every year. I actually love it. And uh, when they're doing the deadlift competition, like you can think about your form, you can think about, you know, the way in which you're going to uh, do it, what sort of uh, state you're in, what you've had to eat that day, like how you go about strategizing lifting this weight. The thing is, if the other person is stronger, they're going to be able to lift the weight and you're not. <laughs> so like you can just... And the thing is that you can put all of that great strategy in and do all of those things and have the right breakfast, come to lift the weight that you can't lift because you're not strong enough. And then you get like a little kind of bleed on your brain and you pass out and you just collapse. And it's like, oh, what a rubbish strategy. Maybe eat some more for breakfast next time. No, it wasn't that. You just lifted a too heavy a weight and you weren't strong enough. So like Ferrari are just against a faster car, which means that they're overthinking their strategy or like thinking, is there anything that we can do? And no, no, there isn't. Yeah, go faster. That's what you can do. Go faster. You could go faster, but you can't go faster. So no, there's nothing you can do. Red Bull, Perez finishing six, Max Verstappen finishing first. I did think it was going to get exciting when Perez's right disc tyre was slipping, and I, but no, nothing. Nothing exciting happened there. He still finished in eighth place. A little lick of flame on the uh, interior of the wheel as the brakes were burning to a crisp, but... Uh, no, nothing exciting. Nothing exciting. I do think when Max was on the podders, I do think they should have just played God Save the Queen just to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, he's such a good driver, isn't he? It's a nightmare. Also, they had um, on the podium yesterday, they had they put a massive picture of the Queen up and I was disappointed they didn't keep that on the podium today because I think it would have been quite funny if they all just turned around and sprayed 
the queen on the screen. That would have been a lovely moment, but no. <laughs> um, we asked you guys on Twitter most inappropriate ways for the teams to mourn the queen this weekend. And these are the answers that we got. Sam Cotton said, Mercedes will get Sam Ryder to sing God Save the Queen. Um, uh, the real Gemma B said, George to give a statement on behalf of Mercedes topless. Very good. Um, Alex Whitworth said, Mercedes don't let Hamilton inside the hospitality. Very good. Um, this is my favorite one. Kano81 said, Latifi to recreate the Princess Diana crash for his next DNF. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good one. Chris Jones said, for Stapp and burnouts and donuts outside Westminster Abbey organized by Horner, Perez can grind on elderly mourners outside the venue. Very good. <laughs> um Christopher Simpson, 96 gun salute using live rounds at point blank range aimed at the Ferrari pit wall. <laughs> Mercedes paint the car in queen themed livery and change DRS to mean Diana reduction system from Wu Tang Dan. Jesus Christ. But it got me thinking what, what appropriate tributes could the drivers do for Queen Elizabeth? So, Alfie, what have you got? Okay, I think Latifi will have organised all of his box sets that are themed around the royal family. The Crown, Elizabeth I with Helen Mirren, the Tudors, Victoria, Wolf Hall, and he will have set them all up like teddy bears and explained to them what happened, like they're sentient. Um, I think DeVries, uh, DeVries will have learned who she was and then felt appropriately. Um, Vettel will have sent Charles one of those nest things to put in Buckingham Palace so he doesn't overspend on his central heating uh, over the different Christmas months. Lance Stroll will have sent a really ornate and cheerful bright bouquet of flowers, something totally and completely inappropriate whilst very expensive. Um, I think Gasly will have done bicep curls in the mirror whilst crying. Uh, I think Sonoda, when he heard the news, he really needed a poo, but because she'd just died, he waited out of respect. Um, I think that uh, uh, Mick uh, 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 oh yeah, Mick Schumacher will have uh, will light a candle but he won't do it for two or three months when we're all over it uh, Magnussen uh, I don't care as I previously mentioned uh, Zhou Guan Yu I reckon was in a club at the time it happened and somebody went hey he went sorry what what I can't hear you the queen died. Can you can you say? The queen died. I can't hear you. And then by the time that he was so irritated, by the time that he heard the news that the queen had died, he went, "Oh right," and he just didn't care. Um, Bottas had herbal tea. Um, uh, Lando, uh, Lando Norris uh, kept on saying to himself over and over again in tears, "I can't believe that Prince George has lost his grandma." And I think he sent fifteen thousand pounds worth of Playmobil to Kensington House. <laughs> Uh, Danny Rick, I haven't written one for some reason. Uh, Ocon uh, consoled his mum, who was devastated. Uh, Alonso will have given her a thought in between, a, in a pensive moment, in between ejaculation and lighting a cigarette. Um, George, George breathing into a paper bag, having an anxiety attack on the phone to his PR about exactly the right wording for what he has to say on Saturday and Sunday. Um, Lewis is having commemorative Tommy Hilfiger T-shirts made. Um, 
<laughs> uh, Charles is being sniffy about the mourning period because, of course, when Prince, uh, when King Albert I died in Monaco in 2003, there was a three-month mourning period, and he's being sniffy about the one-month mourning period, uh, and probably talking to Albert II, the current King of uh, Monaco, on the phone about it right now. Carlos and his brother got high and did impressions of the Queen, and Max uh, bought schnapps and bought it for everyone in the bar that he was in at that moment. And Sergio Perez played inappropriate music to slow dance to with his wife and kind of got the steps wrong, then felt awkward, and then they had a fight and went to sleep in separate rooms. <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. Thank you very much to the Blonde Ichiban on uh, Twitter for sending us that question. Uh, onwards and upwards to Singapore, I guess. Do you know what my Singapore prediction is? I've got, I've got my podium prediction here. I've got third place, second place, and first place. I've got it all. Uh, I've just put. I've got boring in third place, and I've got predictable in second place, and I've got I don't care anymore in first place. That's similar to what I've got actually. I've got obviously uh, coming in third, and snore coming in second, and Verstappen in first. <laughs> It's time for that regular feature of the show. Where will Lance Stroll finish? Josh, what are your predictions here? Uh, I'm going to go with 12th place next week. What about you? 12th for me as well, I think. I'm going to go 12th. Uh, good guess. Let's see how we fare. We're going to have a non-race week, which means another day in the life of. So please message us on Very Dirty Air Twitter and Instagram. Let us know which members of the paddock you'd like to write in so we can reach out to their PR teams and make sure they provide us with suitable content for next week's show. I'm Josh Weller. And I'm Alfie Brown. And this is Dirty Air. A few questions that I need to know. How you could ever hurt me so. I need to know what I've done wrong. And how long it's been going on. Was it that I never paid enough attention? Or did I not give enough affection? Not only will your answers keep me sane, but I'll know never to make the same mistake again. You can tell me to my face, or even on the phone. You can write it in a letter. Either way, I have to know. Did I never treat you right? Did I always start the fight? Either way, I'm going out of my mind All the answers to my questions I have to find My head spinning Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ The official ETF of the NCAA The future isn't scary Not realizing its potential, however, could be just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.